War has come to Kryn, a war building for centuries as dragons and gods drift into myth and legend. This is the war that will bring an end to it all, or restore what was lost for good. Welcome to Dragonlands, the Thorns of War. My name is Jet, and I'm playing Saria, and Saria is a high elf wizard. I'm Doug. I'm a human rogue by the name of Zeroth Arkonen. I'm Esther, and I play Rowena Rotherwood, ranger. I'm Jim's friend. I'm playing a cleric named Jempleton. Hello, my name is Zatrapas, and I am playing Griffith Uthlager, Salamnic Knight of the Soul. It's dark ahead ahead of you as you travel. You begin to see the faint outline in the horizon of the barb. It's a jagged, half-ruined spire of gray stone. Many who aspire to join the mages of high sorcery have come here to prove their magical proficiency. The barb is usually nothing more than a ruin. It's construction predating the cataclysm. But tonight... On the night of the eye, when Kren's three moons align, the ruin is alive with magic once more. Soft light shines from the archway leading into the structure. You're not alone. There are others with you. Um, maybe a handful of people, all young, just starting their studies. This is This is one of those early opportunities that you can try your hand at real magic in a real circumstance without the danger of the full test. Failure here tonight will just be an embarrassment. Failure in the test will mean you die. As you approach, the uh, the, the doors of the archway open into a large atrium lit with flaming sconces and adorned with grand tapestries depicting Kryn's three moons Doors circle the room. The light of the moon cascades through broad windows high above. At the center of the room stands a serene-looking woman with long gray hair and red robes. She nods as as you all enter. There are several people who have already arrived, and they've kind of filed in to rows before this woman. You recognize the robes. She is a wizard of the tower. She has passed the test and uh, is therefore just just wearing those robes denotes some level of accomplishment, of competence that you recognize and you respect. The woman will nod to you as everybody files in. She will bow and she says, well, greetings, I am Rovina. I am I something of a caretaker here. These moons align in this way once only every year and a half and only for a limited time and it is only in that time period that these doors open and allow people within you will go in together but the test is your own you will have to find your way back out again under your own power or you will be removed 
when the moons scatter across the sky yet again. And don't worry, you won't be removed like you might be if you fail the test. Tonight is a plat practice run. Just gonna give me an idea of how you might do later. Are there any questions before we begin? And everybody kind of looks looks around at each other. I'm not gonna ask any questions. I'm not gonna be that person. So I'm gonna blend in. <laughs> uh, one scrawny human male will raise his hand. It's like, um, what what does the taste test entail? She just smiles and says, find your way out. There's nothing else. You go inside. As you cross through the door, you have gone in with everyone. And yet, as you cross uh, the door into the next room, you find that you're alone. It is a long, uh, wide room that has uh, another door on the far end of it. Is it dark? Can I see without, you know, like kind of casting any kind of light or holding a torch or anything? Um, it's dim, but uh, it's it would be considered low light. Okay. Um, I'm, I want to walk across to the other door, but as I do so, I, I kind of want to look around and see if there's anything hidden or any like secrets or anything that I can see like as I'm crossing the room. Okay. Um, so go ahead and roll perception. Okay. That is 17. Okay. You, you don't, you don't see anything of note and you particularly don't see the invisible wall as it comes into contact with your nose. <laughs> Ow. Um, I'll, I'll, so I want to like, like kind of touch it and invest, like, I, I guess obviously I'm not able to like see, see it other than through touch, but I want to kind of like run my hands around the whole thing and try to see if I can find any kind of mechanism to open it or get it out of my way. All right, investigation. And that will be an 18. Okay. Um, you uh, you don't find any mechanism or anything. You do you do kind of note that you're like you're like in a hallway that goes off into one direction and um, you, you, you kind of feel along the way you you figure out okay, this is this is a maze. And just with all the walls invisible. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, well, I guess I will kind of, by feel, try to walk along the hallways of the maze. Uh, you can roll either uh, another, uh, another investigate, or you can um, roll a survival. I will take investigation. Right. That's a 26. 26 you are doing extremely well and uh and so like uh you're, you're beginning to get a feel for this the, the maze is not complicated but it's long and so you're you're able to uh there, there's very few branches it's it's almost more like a labyrinth than than an actual maze where there's only there's only one path any any offshoots from the main path are very short and you're able to quickly find your way back the only difficulty even though you feel that you are moving extremely quickly based on you know how you're doing this it's taking a long time 
Um, so you've been going for 10 minutes and you're looking at your place in the room and you are no closer to that far doorway. You think you can make it this way, but you're going to burn most of your time doing it. And based on what I know of the moons, how much time do I have for them to like leave alignment? It'd be a total of two hours. Okay. But I'm concerned about time right now. Yeah. Um, geez. Does it feel like I have not moved any or no, no, no. I have you've, just you've moving made, very slowly? Right. You have made progress. This labyrinth just is longer than you expected. And, and it just, the, the fact, the fact that you're feeling around is it's not, um, you're not able to keep, keep a good pace. Okay. Um, I don't have much available to me at this stage, but I think, I guess, let me, could I roll maybe another investigation or an arcana even to try to figure out why it is that it is taking me so long? Um, and, and I, and I can answer this without it, you know, without you rolling. It's just a function of how big it is. Okay. With you, with you, like, you know, feeling your way, it's just, it's just a very long distance that you're having to kind of guide yourself by touch at, um, like, even if you were walking, you think it would take a long, a good while. Okay. But, but the fact that you're, you're, you're feeling your way, it's just taking longer. Well, okay. I don't think I have anything that's going to help me take it take less time so i'm just gonna continue on as is and just burn the extra time i guess okay all right um uh go ahead and roll me uh an investigation okay 13 13 okay uh the the rest of the way is not going extremely well if you want to use that for the remainder that role for the remainder of your time you can or if you wanted to try something else after another 10 minutes or so um either way god i don't know the only other thing that i can think of is that i do have detect magic and i don't know if that would help me get out faster if there's you know something i could if it would help me see something at the end but it seems like it's just a long way (laughs) um i have identify Gosh, I don't have anything that's going to make invisible stuff visible. That's the problem. Well, do you want to try try one of them? I will try. Let's see. What does identify actually do? Learn its properties and how to use them. Uh, yeah, let me try. I'll cast identify on the wall because it'll let me. Um, it says I can choose one object. I, I have to touch it. I, if it's a magic item, I can learn its properties whether it requires attunement, how many charges it has, whether any spells are affecting it, and what spells it is. Um, if an item is created by spell, I can learn which spell created it. I don't know if this will help me or not, yeah. uh, but I'll cast it. We'll see. All right. You um, you you cast it on there, and as you're, as you're, as you're touching it and casting Identify it with, with it, you're... You're, you're kind of understanding the wall filters through and you realize that this is all just one, you know, massive kind of permanent invisibility spell on on this. You're in awe of the amount of magical power it took to make this place. Um, 
but uh, you get a flash of of you know the way the way you know the kind of the path forward as you're uh, as you're gaining this understanding of it, and so with that your your pace increases dramatically, and oh, nice. you're able to get through uh, uh, through it in about forty five minutes. Okay. All right. I guess I come to a door on the other end of this maze. Yeah. And um, there is a, uh, this door does not have a handle on it, but it does have a, a brass knocker in um, the, uh, the uh, kind of the, the, the form of, of a lion. And below that you see um, uh, what, what are 10, um, ten dials that are separated into two groups of five, and you see that there are random letters, uh, kind of clicked in on each one. But you know they're the kind that you and you can get different letters, um, on them. Mm -hmm. Fun. Um, can I, I? Let me look around. Um guess start just by investigating the area to see if there's any clue or words yeah. around that I'm missing. Yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll it. Uh, 14. 14. Um, no, there's, there's just, there's nothing else around here. Um, except the invisible walls, which you can't see and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, dirt on the ground. So n nothing you can find. Um, I guess before I try to, to, to move the dials, I'm, I'm going to like knock on the nocturne and then like run away really quick, like step back really quick. Um, so you, you on, on the, on the knocker and, um, as you're running away, the lion's head on the knocker animates. It's like, who's there? Um, I will say it's me, Saria. Open the door. <laughs> ah. It's been a year and a half already. <laughs> Time flies when you're, well, when you're an inanimate object. Um, I can imagine. So, you who would try to get through here, you must solve the puzzle. You're supposed to be witty and wizard-like, right? So get the try. right go get the right phrase, and uh, and it will, and you will find your way in. I don't know why I'm doing so much hand gestures as the DM. This character has no hands at all. <laughs> My condolences for your lack of hands, dear knocker. <laughs> uh, oh, it's supposed to be a clue or something. Goodness. I keep forgetting it's been so long. Um, I'm being timed. Well, let me think. Let me think. It has something to do with a good joke. Do you know any good jokes? Uh, let me think. Not particularly. <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't know if you... Oh, you're an elf. Humorless people, you. Hey. You might be in trouble. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know any jokes? Well, yes. It's okay. a joke set up well, well, I'm, go... <laughs> I'm gonna go to the dials and yes, I'm gonna spell to the out dials. Knock, knock. <laughs> As you spell out knock knock a um I do uh a rolled up piece of paper 
uh, comes out of the lion's mouth, right? When he's saying, he's like, you'll never... I just, as I take it, I say, shh. I was expecting you to take you longer to get that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, as you unroll it, you see that this is a, a scroll with the knock spell on it. Wait. Um, yeah, I would like to use that spell scroll and unlock this door. Yeah. As you do so, the door, uh, the door opens and, um, you enter a smaller room and it's very, very dark, but the, the light from the moons is coming from, uh, a, you know, a, a small hole in the, in the ceiling and it's casting these like triple shadows, uh, got a kind of, uh, overlapping circles of one of, of, white light and one of red light and one of darkness that no that normal people would not be able to see but you can see it not normal and, people and uh where the three circles um cross is a pedestal and floating on the pedestal is a golden uh key okay right off the bat this reminds me of mario party where you're like swimming in the pool and like the game is you have to like get all the spotlights all together and once you do that the cage comes down and hits the person and so I don't know if I want to step next to the key <laughs> um, I have gust I'm I'm gonna cast gust it's a cantrip and try to blow the key off the pedestal um, it does not it does not move okay um, you spend the rest of your time just staring at this key, like I don't know what to do. No, I will. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, cautiously... Wilkes is right. If if you're like if you're getting D and D hints from Mario Party, that that might be a problem. That's a problem. We play a lot of Mario Party. I will cautiously walk up to the pedestal, um, before I actually touch the key. Like whenever I put my hand like in the the place where the lights all converge, does anything happen? No. Okay, then I will I will try to grab the key. Okay. As your hand wraps around the key, the 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 room around you dissolves away and you're back in the courtyard of the barb. And uh there uh Ravina is standing and says, uh, uh oh, very well done. You weren't the first one out, but you're certainly not the last. I think you've done well. Thank you. Uh would you like your keep? No, no, no. That is yours. And let me show you, though, uh, what you can do. And she'll hold out a hand for it. No, I'll give it to her. Okay. She'll she'll put it in the air and then twist it. And as she twists it, a chest uh, appears from a pocket dimension and opens up. And this is like a variation of Liamun's secret chest spell. And as she turns it again, it closes and goes back into its pocket dimension. And she will hand the key back to you. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Yes. I think I think you do have a future ahead of you. Here, take this with you. Um, when it's time for the test, they will ask you for it. And she'll hand you a sealed envelope with the seal of, of the tower uh, on it. She'll say, um, uh, be sure not to open it before the test, okay? I, I I will do my best to resist all temptations to be nosy. 
Very good. What was your name again? Saria. Oh. Oh, wait, wait. I have something else for you. Hold on. And she will, uh, she kind of looks through her robe and finally pulls something out of her pocket. And it's a, um, it is another envelope. And it has your name and, you know, flowing script on it. And, and you note on the back it is sealed with the symbol of a sword. Um, and may I open this one? Yes, that one's for you. Okay, I'll I'll open it and and read what's inside. Um, and uh, you you see a letter that um, uh, is very very n- neatly written, and it says, "Dear friend, I am Berlin Uth Viharen. I've heard much about you from our mutual friend Ispin Greenshield. It grieves me to share the news that our dear friend Ispin passed away peacefully here in his home in Vagla." May fortune of the old gods protect his soul. It's been friends are holding a memorial in the manner he always wanted. It will take place here in Vogler. I write, write to ask you to do it's been one last honor and attend. Should you come, accommodations will be available at the breast crab. In disposing of his estate, he did recall you in the distribution of his belongings. So please make your best, best effort to come. Though the circumstances are sad, I am eager to meet you and through our memories, to revel in the life of our great friend, Berlin Uth Viharin, Knight of the Crown. Uh, what do I know about uh, my friend that's recently passed away? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a name I've never heard before. <laughs> uh, roll a d6. Roll a d6, he says. Five. Five, okay. Uh, Ispen spent a season many years ago uh, with your family and taught you a little bit about swordplay, sailing, a language, or another skill. Okay. Um, He's, and, uh, in, in, and in general, he he was a uh, Knight of Salamnia. He's very old at this point, and um, uh, but just a really, uh, really kind and a gentleman. Okay. And then the the letter writer is this a name I'd ever heard him mention before? Would I recognize this name? No. Okay. Um, well, I will thank Rovina for giving me the message, and I suppose I will set out for uh, my my friend's funeral. Dragonlance: The Thorns of War is adapted from Shadows of the Dragon Queen. We stream this game on the third Sunday of each month at twitch.tv slash technofunkboy. Theme song by the Technofunkboy featuring Blue Velvet. Thanks to Sirenscape for the amazing atmosphere and other music. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com to use them at your gaming table. The Thorns of War is part of the Play Well Network where you've just been poked.
be warned. The Dice and Dreary podcast is not for the faint of heart. It is an actual play horror RPG podcast with a thrilling score and chilling sound design. If you are intrigued by the supernatural and excited by rolling dice, then follow me to DiceAndDreary.com or wherever you get your podcasts.